Make your money, bitch. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of the Flagrant Fans. I am your host, Craig. Today, we are going to be talking about summer events, the NBA landscape, injuries you prevent if you could have from the past, and a new segment called Shit Talk Clock. Shot Clock. That's a tough one. See you guys. Wish you guys could have seen the dancing going around around the table, because we were kind of tearing it up a little bit. Yeah, we were. So awesome. we have, yeah, we were pretty awesome. Uh, we're brought to you today by Tucker Punch Productions and the number two podcast on the network that talks a bunch of shit about us. But fuck y'all, tuck and run. Yeah, it's about you, football. Fuck you, Jay. Football season <laughs> is just about to come up. Please tune into them though; they actually say some pretty sweet shit. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Craig Master Flex J. At point god g o d thirty four, and Kyle at b a ba underscore Jones thirty four, and of course you can follow the podcast at the flagrant fans. So, uh, gentlemen, nice to see you. JJ is also here with us today. Hello, um, hello. JJ has not set up a Twitter yet because he's <laughs> an asshole, I guess. I Send a raven. He's got a new girlfriend. He's kind of lost in that. <laughs> so that's all right, though. All right, so. This, we haven't really recorded in a while because, I don't know. There's nothing going on. Yeah, there's really nothing going on and we're kind of, you know, some of us work hard. Some of us sleep till five in the afternoon. Some of us yeah, have new girlfriends. Cray. Anyways, so let's just talk about some summer events since the last time we met. Um, Kyrie Irving, old news now, but demanded a trade from the Cavaliers. I, I mean, personally, if I'm the Cavaliers, I'm saying, fuck you, Kyrie. We're not trading you. You have two years left on your contract. No way. But if it were to happen, does trading Kyrie make the Cavs vulnerable to the rest of the East, specifically the Celtics or the Toronto Raptors or even the Milwaukee Bucks? Who knows if they take that jump this year? I mean, are they that much worse without him? I mean, I think it depends on who they get back for him, personally. I mean... If they trade him away and they try to get picks and they try to rebuild from it, I mean, they're, I think that team's going to be terrible and then LeBron's going to bounce and they're going to be awful. But I LeBron's mean, bouncing no matter what, let's be yeah, serious. Yeah, I mean, he probably is. But if they get somebody, you know, of equal talent, which is going to be, I think, probably pretty pr- pretty tough, right? Uh, see, I, I, I go the other way with this, with the Kyrie thing. I, I actually respect him more that he actually did this because I look at it as like, all right, well – you have a guaranteed shot to go into the finals, right? The Cavs are the favorites in the East. But you look at it as like, listen, I don't want to be Robin, you know? I, I want to be a guy who's competitive enough that I want to lead my own team. And it's funny because we, we talk about super teams and we and we bash the NBA for having super teams, but then you have a guy who's like, you know what, let me do it on my own. And we bash him for wanting to do it on his own because he doesn't want to play with LeBron. Like, it's, it's funny to me, like LeBron's a dick. Like he's he's pro- he's preach, probably a dick preach, to brother, he's preach. probably a dick to Kyrie. Like that's just all it is. And 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 yes, to answer your question, it does make them vulnerable, but they still have LeBron James. And when LeBron James played the Celtics on that game six a few years back, when he there. completely took over, you were there, right? I was there. You saw the look in his eyes, and he just completely took over. That's a different LeBron James than what we've seen recently. He's never going to be that great scorer, but it still makes them vulnerable because they just have they have Kevin Love and LeBron James. That's it. Yeah, 
really puts the Cavs in a tough spot, too, because when a player says they want to leave your team, other teams know that you're in a tough spot. So there's a lot of teams that rather have Kyrie mad on the Cavs and messing up their chemistry than give up their stars. They're already like, you know, Josh uh, Jackson from the Phoenix Suns. They're not willing to give up their top picks. Another thing with uh, Kyrie, when they drafted him, you know, LeBron wasn't there. So I heard that they gave him the, you know, the house and the kitchen and really let him do whatever he wanted to do. Then LeBron comes in and they really just shuffle him off to the left. You know, winning, winning fixes everything, so the Cavs kept going to the finals and all that. But it's, the Cavs, Cavs are in a tough spot. They lose Kyrie Irving. They're, they're in trouble. Yeah, but how, how dumb are you to, like, demand out of a guaranteed trip to the finals, which is pretty much what it is, and I hate to say it. Absolutely. And, I, you know, barring injury, I think that the Celtics have no fucking chance at this point. You know, hopefully they make a better move. Not to get on the Celtics like we always do. But he's pretty much saying that he wants to go to the Knicks, which is like yeah, NBA hell. Like, yeah. oh, we can he's have from James. from the Jersey area, so. Yeah, you, know, you got James Dolan, saxophone playing ass, like. To my point, though, like if they got Comrade with Anthony and they traded for him, like that actually might make them better, I think, like potentially. Because they, they're not going to beat the Warriors no matter what. No. So, like, I would, rather, I would rather switch it up if I was the Cavs. That's the Derrick Rose signing in a nutshell right there, though. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. that's not a bad signing. When They probably saw it coming, though. It was probably written on the walls, you know, like, oh, he's pissed off. That's he's kind of an egomaniac. Though, like, it's bound to happen. It's funny, though, because with, with Kyrie, like, when he when he was the star of the show, like you said, he, they gave the, the keys to him. They didn't do well, um, but and he has a actually better. He has more uh, shots per game this year than LeBron James did, uh, and he has a great usage. And he was the one that was taking the last shot at the end of the game. But the thing is, like I can't bash him because if you have that competitiveness, and like I want to be the top guy, and LeBron James is there, and you're playing second fiddle, like he's always gonna be second fiddle to LeBron James. He's the best player. In the- in the world right now. Like, as much as I fucking hate that guy, he's the best player in the world. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, so, but saying that, though, is he that much of a cunt that one of the top ten way. players in the league wants to leave? It seems that way. Yeah, I mean... It, Chris Bosh had an issue with him when he when he was playing there a, in Miami. A lot of players have had issues with LeBron James, man. He Kevin has Love a had that issue. ego. Like, he, he has a... I can't even imagine playing with a dude like that. That's why I love Steph Curry for, like, intimidating... Imi- imitating, not intimidating. intimidating. Bad yeah. word. Imitating his dance at the wedding, the even though he did. And speaking of Steph Curry, he left that wedding in Newport, Rhode Island, by the way. Yes, sir. Shout out to little Rhodey. Damn, Newport. And Damn, he Mark. fucking found a house party where you just heard music going on. Yeah. Walks in, starts yeah. drinking these motherfuckers about to make $40 million a year. It's like, hey, 18-year-old kid, That's Bill let me Murray have some of your Bud Light. That's Dude, awesome. Drinking with these kids, chugging and shit. All after making fun of LeBron. I like to think making fun of LeBron leads to better things. And that's Always. why I like to do it so much. But... I mean, as a as a locker room presence, so I mean, he's not a leader. Jordan intimidated people. LeBron just pisses people off. Yeah, he's just everyone. A everyone player. looks at LeBron as like, oh, it makes he makes it easier because he's such a great passer. But to be honest with you, like he's a dick. Like Kobe was a dick, and nobody wanted to play with Kobe at some point. Um, some of the great, like Jordan, people didn't want to play with Jordan at some point. Like Robert Parish had got into a physical altercation with Jordan because Dream they didn't want to play with him. And dream team exactly same thing, like the great players are gonna are gonna rub you the wrong way. If if you want to be not be Robin, then fine, you know, go not be Robin. Exactly, all the power too, and that's kind of a rare commodity in today's NBA. Somebody's like, oh, I want to go do it myself. I want to. Everybody wants to team up now, and maybe that's why 
these players can't deal with asshole leaders. That's why you had Glenn Davis crying on the bench when KG yelled at him. These oh kids are God. all fucking entitled. It's like society as a whole is sure. entitled right now. And then, I don't know. And then when you are brought up as this great basketball player and you're expected to do big things, you're even more entitled. And that's why you end up acting like a bitch when you hear some constructive criticism. What do you think, JJ? Yeah, you it's think? already coming out of college. Like they just they're they're put on a pedestal. I mean, they have to. Teams like Kentucky will have two or three stars, but. They're only there for a year, so they never have to work on balance and egos and stuff like that. So they come to the NBA, and they expect to go to the bad team and be the player, like Kyrie was in the beginning. Then they have LeBron, and it's like their second fiddle. But Kyrie, you know, he's been to the finals. Maybe he's bored. Maybe maybe he's bored. They've been to the finals four times. They're not going to be Golden State. Maybe he wants to go see what he can do. But I, maybe I don't he knows know if LeBron's I'd leaving. The yeah, th- I think that's really. I what think it they is. all do. I think they they know LeBron's leaving. Yeah, it's that's pretty why clear that I think LeBron he's is a mercenary. Yeah, that's all he is. So that goes right back to the point. LeBron is that much of a cunt. You heard it here first. All right, let's talk uh, free agency. Let's talk about bad teams. So the most exciting thing to happen in free agency is uh, Michael Beasley is actually signed with the Knicks for like $2 million, which is like the Knicks are raping him in today's market. Um. I mean, the way I see it, that's kind of an insurance policy in case Melo gets traded. Is that trade ever going to happen, though? Like, where the fuck is Melo going? And it, how? It's funny because with, with, with Melo, he's, he's looking at it like, all right, well, I got a no trade clause. You gave that to me. So I signed that deal. I can go wherever the hell I want to go. I'm fine staying here in New York. I'm happy in New York. That's fine. Like, Phil Jackson's not there. So I can just go ahead and just decline any trade that you try to – Bring my way. I want to go to Houston. I want to go to Houston. That's it. You don't get me to Houston, I can fucking stay here. That's fine. He went to New York in the first place because his business was doing good in New York. So Mello Mello was actually one of the first people to admit that he went to a place because his business was doing good. Yeah, but now now Lala's getting those Cheerios tasted everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Honey Nut Cheerios. (laughs) Nut Cheerios. But I I don't know if you saw uh, Boogie Cousins posting on the Pels uh, team page over there about him and and, uh, Mello on the Team USA. So maybe... Maybe a small market team. Boy, would that be interesting for the NBA. I don't like that. Yeah, and he still has the no trade clause, man. So I, I think he just wants to go to the Rockets, and that's, I think, probably it. Just wants I think to be so his friend. They want yeah. the banana boat crew going. Yeah, they all want to straddle strong. the same they'll be nasty dick, if they so get to speak. Him, I, think. I mean, they'll be okay, I guess. They're they'll all, be all right. Half those guys in, are in my opinion, Yeah, but in my opinion, dude, I think they give the G State a run for their money if they get Melo. Somebody has to take uh, a back seat, and it will probably have to be Melo. Exactly, because he would have to What's probably play off the post. Mean, off the like, is he, is he coming off the bench? No, 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 nothing like that. Like I'm saying, like because you still have a spot for him on on the starting lineup, but you'd have to probably put him in an isolated position on the post. Yeah, but that, when you have, when you have so many good players on the same team, like it's it's obvious that somebody has to take. Like you just you every you get your night every other night or whatever. You're not going to get your night every single night right, like right. Melo does right now in New York. Cause I think DeMarcus would punch Melo in the fucking face at some point. <laughs> you think what? DeMarcus is going to oh, punch yeah. Melo in the face because Melo is an asshole and everybody knows it. That definitely would be an ego. I think I think Melo does go to Houston and if that does happen, I think that there's no way that, all the talk is about Chris Paul coming off the ball. There's no way about halfway through the season they wouldn't flip having the ball back in his hands and then get the shooters going with Melo on the block and then, you know, James Harden doing all the shooting. But Chris Paul definitely can't be coming off the ball doing the shooting on the nah, team. That no, never has. we've talked about that a little bit before, too. Yeah. He definitely has to have the ball in his hand. Definitely. Because he's, he's the better passer out of, out of everybody absolutely, there. Absolutely, by far. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. All right, so uh, free agency is still going on somewhat. 
there's really not much left out there. Surprisingly, though, when you look at who's left out there, I mean, the list isn't as bare as you would think it is. There are some quality players. I mean, a lot of them are getting up there in age. I mean, the 35 to 40 range is pretty stacked. But we also have some young guys, some restricted free agents that are, you know, surprisingly unsigned. Most surprising, of course, is Nerlens Noel, who's looking for someone to sign him to an offer sheet. That way, he's not stuck. I mean, not even the offer sheet. He's been offered his, uh, what is it, his introductory, like, level He's he's on the restricted uh, contract right now, so he's got the qualifying um, yeah. qualifying offer. That's qualifying what it offer is. right now. Yeah, so he's looking at about eight point nine million a year right now, bare minimum. He's hoping somebody signs him for significantly more. Kelly Olenek is making more than that. Yeah, a lot of people. T- <laughs> fucking Timofey Mozgov is making more than that right now. So crazy. Like, and Noel was a serviceable player for them. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki has come out blatantly said that. I want him signed here. He reminds me of like Chase and Chandler back in the championship days. Um, you know, are there any teams? I think there are like two teams left that even have the salary cap room to make him a significant offer. What do you so, guys see happening? Is he going unrestricted next year? If he goes unrestricted, is he staying with the Mavs? I mean, they might they might be screwing themselves with this one. They are. He's already pissed off with the Mavs right now with the no no with the negotiations. Like you you. You know what he's what he is, and you know what he can be. I would have loved him on the Celtics. He's he's a he's a Massachusetts guy. I would have loved him on the Celtics, but the, the way they've been going about it with Nerlens Noel, like they wanted him on the team, and they have the cap room to sign him on the team. But what they're doing is just lowballing him. Like they know that no one else is really matching the offer. So yeah, Nerlens is just looking at some team, some team, just give him any type of offer. Just to be able to, to like go back to the Mavs, like, listen, I'm leaving unless you match this. And the Mavs have been playing hardball, and right now it's working out in the Mavs' favor. Cap wise, you got to look at a team. I, well, I don't know what the cap space is for Chicago, but I, I think like a Chicago would be a really good fit for Noel, especially with them, you know, getting rid of Jimmy Butler and all that. They seem to be kind of pressing the reset button over there. Looks like Wade might be out of town soon. So, I think that's a big reason why they're not signing him, though. They're looking to go fresh and. If the fucking Sixers have proven anything, well, the that, pro- the problem is Wade. Fresh. The problem is Wade. Yeah, they no, they no. thought they were gonna buy out Wade. Yep, twenty and million. He wasn't a opt out, but yep. even they, today, twenty million is pretty significant. Well, he's, waiting, gap. he's waiting for his buddy to leave Cleveland. So, I mean, I think that uh, I think he's gonna go unrestricted, man. He he puts numbers up, and he doesn't really get like that much burn either. You know, how many blocks like, he put up? And he looks. We got uh, 1.1 blocks last year. I mean, he puts up. That was the biggest thing. I watched the Sixers play the Celtics. I think it was a year ago now. He, I was he, impressed with his hops. He can kill the ball bro. a little bit, too. He killed us. Yeah. Dude, he, he put I mean, eight he, points up, five rebounds, and he only got 20 minutes a game. Like, he, like I think Carlisle. It, that Carlisle rotation is tough to, tough to crack, It's tough dude. to crack, That's man, the biggest I, thing. Old school coach. With the Mavericks, we have to talk about when, when Mark Cuban had pumping out those 50-win seasons. Everyone was talking about what a genius Mark Cuban was. I think people need to start looking at Carlisle being the reason they won in those 50 games. Because since then, the team building has been really poor out of Mark Cuban. Yeah, they've been and terrible. They were still, they, and Carlisle has them actually competing, which is ridiculous the because Absolutely. they have an awful fucking team. They almost made the playoffs most last underrated, year. Team most underrated coach in the NBA right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I think so, yep. too. They got, he got fired from Indiana after winning 55 games. Ridiculous. Remember that? Indiana's fucking inept. Well, Indi- yeah, Indiana just makes terrible decisions. Absolutely. That's why. Let's not talk about Larry Bird like that, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the white Jesus. I mean, other free agents. I, I'm kind of curious where Tony Allen's going to end up. I think he's biding his time right now. I think he's bound for a contender. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Memphis, you know, they had those years where, you know, I think they took out the Spurs one year in the playoffs, didn't they? Yes, they did. So, they, you know, they had those years where they played well. Their style completely went against the grain in the NBA. But Tony Allen, you All know, defense. like I always say, yeah. a Celtics fan, man, I, that guy's a special place in my heart from 2008. He's 35 now, but he's still – he can't shoot for shit. I don't know why he never learned how to shoot. I'll never get that. But he's a high-energy player. He's, um, he's just – your consummate glue guy on the team. And I'm curious. I mean, I kind of think he's going to end up on the Spurs for, like, Manu Ginobili, like, insurance. Because you know Ginobili's getting injured. Like, he might get a sunburn on his ball spot or something. I'm actually thinking Texas, too, but I'm thinking Houston. Because if Houston has to go get Melo, they're probably going to get rid of Ariza. So they they lose Beasley. uh, Not not Beasley. um, Beverly. Beverly Beverly and Ariza. So they're going to really need a defender out there in Houston. They'll be able to score with anybody, but they're definitely going to need a defender losing both those fellas. I agree. Completely. I don't want him to end up there, though, because I hate Houston and everything they stand for. Me neither. (laughs) Mike D'Antoni, like, with his porn stash, really pisses me off. (laughs) Like, he kind of – I guarantee he has kitty porn on his computer. Well, the Spurs, you just mentioned the Spurs, right? Yes. They lost Jonathan Simmons. So if you think about – if you put – Tony Allen in that role, that was a perfect fit too. And Tony Allen is a, is a perfect team team first guy, so he doesn't mind being second fiddle to anybody. And he's he'll he'll talk to you on the court. He'll be first team all all defense all, all defense, excuse me. And he'll say it like all all you know over and over and over again. Like somebody like that, Tony Allen, or I'm surprised like some other guys like uh, Jamichael. Uh, What's his name? What about uh, Lewis Scola too? Michael Green. He's, he's hanging out on the free agency, and he's he's an old as shit. He's though. back overseas, I believe. Yeah, but so is in freaking Tony Allen. The dude's thirty five. Like, I'm more I'm more concerned with him too. I mean, you mentioned Nicola, earlier, yeah. Maricic, like yeah, he had a great he had a great game for yeah. uh, the Chicago. What about, no, no, what they, about David they Lee? Their offer to him. Is David good. Lee actually David healthy Lee's right still, now? Still out there. David right? Lee's floating out there right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He'll end up signing for the Muhammad. Yeah. I mean, well, they, they, Shabazz Muhammad, you said? Shabazz yeah. Muhammad. Oh, there's one of the young players. Yeah, absolutely. Or Festus Azili. He had a great year two years ago as a backup center. I think he's a serviceable big man. Yeah, Still he out has there. injury concerns, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, With a name like Festus Alex Azili. Len. Yep, Alex Len. He's a young young center, athletic center. Maybe somebody gives him a shot. He hasn't really produced, though. I want to see a team put Monte Ellis into that yes, sir. Jamal Crawford, like, Lou Williams role. Like, let yes. him off the bench and let him do his fucking yes. thing. Dude, what about he, Chris Bosh right now? Sorry to cut you off. He's going to die if he plays. <laughs> he might die on the court. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, you only you have up. to throw, like, you know, a $2 million contract. Like, we're going to talk about people dollar. dying on the court later on. Yeah, like, I don't think blood people are kind of a big <laughs> Blood clots are kind of a big Celtic deal. should definitely sign him then, I think. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but yeah, I'm They have good records they with have, that. They have a good yeah. track record. You got to look out for that one. <laughs> um, Gerald Green actually showed some actually some veteran leadership on the Celtics in the playoffs. I mean, he's still out there, too. I mean, there's, it's unbelievable some of the names that are still out there. Brandon Jennings, the fuck is he going to end up? Nah, he's I going think, overseas. I think bro. he just did sign overseas. Yeah, he's going overseas. Oh, did he? Yeah. Is he going to China? He's a clown. He's going to be the next like Stefan Marbury. He's going to go tear it up. When he first came in on the some league five foot four team. Asians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yo, he was supposed to be legit coming out yeah. of high school. Absolutely. And when he went, he went overseas first. He was one of the first guys I went overseas first, and then come, uh, come back to the the NBA draft and got drafted. Yo, he's a fucking clown. What? You sitting there? You sitting there like trying to talk shit to Terry Rozier? He's a clown. Absolutely. The shot yeah. clock. The the 
uh, shot selection last year coming off the bench for the Knicks was horrendous. Awful. Yeah, but he scored 55 points that one game, and that was really fucking cool. Fair was there. Cool. Like, damn. He was a rookie, too. That was like five games into his fucking rookie season. All right, not really free agency, but um, there's a lot of talk coming out of Minnesota about what they should offer Andrew Wiggins. Are they going to let him be a restricted free agent next year? I can tell you right now, he's getting a max deal in restricted free agency, whether they match or not. My worry is this year, his role is going to be diminished. Jimmy Butler is in town. They play very similar styles, very similar positions, except Jimmy Butler plays defense. Wiggins last year, his defensive efficiency was absolute shit for a guy that has long arms, quick feet. You know, he came out of college and they were pretty much saying, bare minimum, this guy is a great 3 and D player. And he hasn't lived up to it. So, like, is he worth a max deal at this point? Now, granted, a max deal right now is... I believe $27 million a year for a guy his age. Exactly. It's amazing what agents can make players believe because Andrew Wiggins is absolutely not a max contract player. He has not proven that yet, and he is he's going to get a max just based on the name. But that's where the NBA is at right now. Probably go to the Knicks. They love throwing those kind of names. <laughs> they, they love them in New York. Tim Hardaway I mean, Jr. He puts numbers up, man. Like His efficiency is like not the greatest, I think. But that's the biggest thing I've heard about him is his his plus minus when he's on the floor actually hurts them. It's like Levine. I he got hurt last year. The Wolves played better. I don't think he's like a straight max player. I think like he's he's probably a little bit less than max. Like maybe like if the max was twenty seven mil, I think he's like a twenty two, twenty three million. Looking to give him thirty mil a year. Oh my god, dude. Well, yeah. just look at freaking Olenek. The Olenek got like twelve million. He's like straight hot garbage. Yeah, the, yeah. I think Olenek got like fifteen or something yeah. like that. Oh, God, fifteen million. Dude, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, they're looking at giving an extension of five five years, one hundred fifty mil. So about thirty million a year. Um, with with Wiggins, like it's funny because like you said, like you said, um, when he first came in, he was at at the bottom at the max like the, the bottom thing that he could do is 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 guard right so he can play defense it's funny when he coming into to the uh nba he can't play defense like he can't do really anything else besides right now um the last two years he was over 20 points per game okay but everything else rebounding he's he's down in the four range uh assists he's down in the um the two 2.0 range he doesn't do anything else to make your team better besides score, and he can score proficiently on the block, which is interesting. Um, with him, they're gonna probably move him to the two. They probably move Jimmy's, you know, to the three right now. They're looking at moving him to somebody like Cleveland for Kyrie, maybe. I think that would probably be a good fit. But at the same time, Tom Thibodeau was like, "All right, well, we just signed Jeff Teague, so a minus defender, and Kyrie is." Isaiah Thomas awful. level bad yeah, defending. Awful. Even though um, he's got like eight inches on him. Right. And Glenn Taylor, it's funny because Glenn Taylor's like, hey, we're looking to give you an extension. Come meet with me first. Come talk to daddy first. Hey, he wants some, yeah. <laughs> come talk to daddy. <laughs> come no, talk all you're to doing, daddy. All you're doing is like bringing up that slave owner notion type shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's NBA. I mean, it's white people fucking in power and then. Black people fucking doing the work, but uh, that's neither here nor there. there. <laughs> we don't talk so. Are we, are we getting, <laughs> yeah, are we getting political right now? No, because no. Donald Trump wouldn't appreciate that. No. Yeah, I might get fucking shot by Secret Service right now. Oh shit! The biggest thing when you have a max wing in the NBA, like you were saying, you need to be able to handle the ball. I think that's the biggest thing. We you know when we were growing up watching Lamar Odom, he was one of the only bigs, you know, one of the wings that did that. 
But to be a max wing to me, you got to be able to defend multiple positions and handle the ball. That's why, you know, a player like Gordon Hayward going to the Celtics, that's what you're getting there. I question that Wiggins can do that. Now, you Who said, do you used to play for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> going straight to what the hot leg. What hat you're rocking right straight now? Straight to anyways. the hot like Belden Julius. <laughs> but I'll tell you what about Wiggins, though. You said right, uh, right off the bat, he was able to play on the block. Something like what they did with Joe Johnson last year in Utah and then what they did with him in Brooklyn and Atlanta. Maybe try Wiggins at the four. Tell him to put a little big more weight in his ass and get him on the block. Yeah, he did, he did a little bit of that. He did a little bit of that um, yeah, I, from Minnesota. Sorry to interject real quick. I will say it is only his third year. Big word. Yeah. And yeah, I'm kind of smart, man. So it's his third year, and he's improved yeah. in scoring. Like you know, it's like it's sometimes, especially in today's day and age, in the age in the NBA, like it takes like four or five years for them to develop. And I mean, he's already dropping like pretty much 24 points in his third year, so he's way ahead of like a lot of other players are. But he came out of college as a scorer, though. Like yeah, but so that's what like he was known as, you know. Yeah, but especially, kid could actually score. Yeah, you know he's. He's a physical anomaly. I mean, you see the deals getting handed out by the NBA right now. Yeah, they're crazy, dude. I think he's a fucking max player. Yeah, he's probably getting max. He ha- he's a max player. There's he has no to doubt get in my paid mind. that because that's what the market says. The kid's, but is kid's what, 22 years no. old? 22 he's, years old. He's not necessarily a max player. They're paying him for what it's potential. He, he can do. Exactly. Yeah, Shit, so, when I go ask for a raise at work, I'm going to tell him, like, you need to give me this much because this is what I'm going to be. Right. Yeah. You've already put me in this role, I'm this gonna, role, this I'm role. I'm going to start getting to work on time. No, that's never going to happen. I would never <laughs> use that as a talking that's like, point. That's like you hollering at a girl and you'd be like, listen, this is what I can do for you. Yeah. Listen, like you haven't seen it I guarantee it yet. you seven yeah. minutes and I may 20 not seconds deliver, but I can. of great yeah. sex. Like, listen. You might even have an orgasm, sweetheart. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> you know, once or twice. I don't think she was faking. So let's get it on. So that's what he's got to tell Glenn Taylor. Like, listen, I'll have you hard as fuck. Right. Off of my play, maybe what? once or twice, Damn. over eighty-two times. This is a perfect analogy with sex. Exactly. It Do it eighty-two times. Make them hard three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy. It's perfect. Glenn Taylor. You know, what? I'm going to email him after this game. I don't know his email address, but I'll find it. I know people. Twitter him. I'll Twitter the fuck out of Glenn Taylor. Like, hey. Give him 150 mil for You'll three tweet all over his face, won't you? Yeah, he will. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> That's almost as much as uh, Andrew Wiggins will get it going. Mm-hmm. All right. but So we're at a point in the summer where the NBA is kind of boring, and that's why we're talking about Glenn Taylor's <laughs> borders. <laughs> <laughs> and my issue with that is the NFL has found a great way to pretty much give you maximum of four weeks of boredom in between, like, the excitement. What the fuck can the NBA do? Like, I like that they moved the draft to the end of June, and I like that right after that you got summer league going on. But between summer league and October, there's nothing going on unless you have some crazy trade, big like three. the 08. Like, yeah, like you have the 08 trade to the Celtics. I got everybody like fucking. Well, I was so talking excited. about the big three league, but I was going to the big three league. I was about yeah. to say thank you, Ice Cube. Yeah, because yeah. you know, trying, man. if you He's really, trying if you there. really want to watch Brian Scalabrini do what Brian Scalabrini does, or AI or, just not going to games. Yeah, if you want to feel like Larry, <laughs> yeah, shit. if you want to feel like you Larry Brown, shit. 
Exactly. A Larry Brown Your feeling. Boy. It's Jay's boy. You know, oh, where's AI for practice? That's how fucking Ice Cube feels, like, waiting for him to show up to it's these games. We talking about games? games? <laughs> <laughs> talking yeah. about big three games? See, I'm surprised you're not Five defending him right now. He hit a hot streak in, like, Vegas or something, like, gambling. That's why he didn't show up. You should relate to this. Nah, I can relate mad drunk, to that. Though. I actually never heard of that. That was actually in the That's newspaper right after exactly I left. exactly why yeah. he missed it. Why would he leave? I would never leave the casino hot. That's just dumb. He had a gambling and drinking problem. That's all Alan has, man. Oh, he just killed Those my problems. Shit. It's like I'm sitting across from Allen Iverson, White May. <laughs> they call me White Iverson, actually. Yeah. I'm the White Iverson. <laughs> Not for basketball reasons. Multiple baby mamas and the gambling and drinking problem. Nah, See y'all later. I think what they should do is uh, instead of... Uh, well, after the Summer League, what you should do is have the D-League start, or G-League, excuse me. They just change it. The G League start right then and there. So yeah, there's a little bit of interest there with the G League and see if players can make teams. There's training camp rosters that you need to make anyways, so you can kind of work that in. I'm not sure if the NBA wants to do that because they like to have like the, the G League All-Star events around the same time the All-Star events are for the NBA basketball. But I, I think ag- that's what dude, I would do. I couldn't agree more with that, though. I was thinking the same exact thing. Get the G League started September 1st. By the time training camp rolls around, you see who's excelling in that league. You see who's doing well. They can go to training camp. If they suck in training camp, they can go back to the D League. If it ends in February, March, that's enough time for a playoff team to find somebody, their MVP, some, you know, one of their best rebounders, one of their best three-point shooters, add them to their roster for the playoffs. Right. There's infinite possibilities with it, and it kind of helps me out with my basketball blue balls, which I would fucking love. The bet best thing they they really would. need to build it into a farm system, and that's that's what they're really moving into. They're I know when, when D League first started, the Celtics and the Jazz actually had the same D League team, yeah. same affiliate, in the Utah Flash. Yeah, it's crazy. But they now every team has a farm system. I I would like to see it turn into baseball, like you said, started earlier, and so by the end of the season you can pull them up, you can call them up at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. tough. The tough part with that is basketball is nothing like baseball, where you'll see a hitter develop because they're getting used to like better pitchers and stuff. Basketball players have, NBA players have a very high floor and a very low ceiling as far as I'm concerned. The majority of them anyway. You know, you don't get those special players that are unbelievable every day. And shitty players are just shitty players. Baseball, it's it's a pretty broad spectrum. It's hit or miss, honestly. And they could get hot. But I also think that the NBA, they moved it up only one week, I think, right? What, yeah, this year? Well, it's October yeah, 17th. I think, that, preseason games. I think that they should move it up like at least another week or two. Like, there's no reason to have that long of span. Like, they have so many games all the time. Like, they could definitely move it up a week or two more. I think. I don't know. That's at least one more week. I think. And with the with the G League implications here, they've actually had, like you said, they're trying to do more of like a farm system. They've actually had like two way contract uh, contracts yep. where you're actually signing somebody who will play for you a little bit, you know, here and there sparingly, but also playing the in the in the G League. So it allows them to kind of develop too. So I mean, it's now a roster of 17 as opposed to 15. So so, uh, so a quick brainstorm. I'm thinking the flagrant fans need to uh, go up to Maine for a night. Maine you go see the Maine Red Claws. Yes sir. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe stay up there. Jay, when's your baby due? Uh November 17th. All right, so like the first week, so like the first week of the season. Well, she's probably gonna come early. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> she always does. She's All right, so maybe yeah. like maybe three quarters of the flagrant fan. <laughs> but my un fucking unborn daughter, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that off limits? I didn't. I didn't know. It's a little off limits. Uh, Manville. No, I never understood Back at that. it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why they gave you mofos a new a different zip code than the rest of the villages. Yeah, it is. Oh, fuck Shit. you. Go back to Salesville or wherever you're from. Yeah. Hey, um, so another thing I was thinking is, why are we doing the Orlando Summer League and the Las Vegas Summer League back to back? Why can't we separate that by three weeks? I get training and injury concerns and blah, blah, blah. No, I, I can understand. What the fuck? The Utah League, the Orlando they League. They do it all at one time, which makes no sense. It yeah. should be spread out it's a back little Back to back bit. to back. And it's funny because sometimes it runs concurrently. And they televise them too, right? They now be, they, they do. This well, is the first do, year. Yeah. It's like national. Gatorade changed every. I just want to say real quick, Gatorade like changed the whole landscape of Summer League True. because they got no play before that. They didn't. I don't even think they were ever televised, right? No, they were. They didn't start getting televised until right around the Chris Paul draft. Right. But it was always NBA TV. They had a lot of zip to it, though. Yeah. Yeah, this year was way more more coverage in terms of the summer league games. But, yeah, they have, like, uh, playoff games where they have that running concurrently with other leagues. And some players actually have to not play on their team and, and go play for another league. So it's interesting. You should probably have it, like, broken up, like you said. Yeah. And what about the the first two preseason games being against European clubs or something along the lines of that? I know yeah, the Jazz European open up against clubs, two European got, clubs. Um, the NBA is trying to expand. They just want to go global. Yeah. Everything. Well, they're already there. I, I like. Is there a way to get Europe involved in it? That's actually a pretty good. Close I never really up. thought about that. They should definitely <sighs> think about that. Last time I got Europe involved in anything was WW2. <laughs> and it didn't Never work out, out that well they for can, him. So they like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to destroy them like that. They again. can possibly do it. It's just there's only a few prevalent like Europe teams that you can probably use. Um, so it's just it's just hard, and especially with travel, it would be hard because you would have to do, you'd have to travel. Um, you'd have to schedule it so that that team would would go to Europe. Isn't that how Ubuntu happened? The yeah. 08 Celts. Well, no, they, they did in that. Europe, didn't they? they did, but that was that was in preseason. So they they established that in Ubuntu, uh, Ubuntu, right? Ubuntu, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, Tony Allen still says um, they established that very early because they were able to travel and kind of get that camaraderie that you normally wouldn't have over in the states. But the thing is, in the in the middle of the of a season, that would be hard to do. Yeah, no, let's not yeah. do that. Not messing <laughs> with my players. Not Roger Goodell, piece of shit. Sorry, London. this isn't talking wrong. London Town. By the way, you should watch Talk and Run, the number two show on the network. Or they listen. talk about Roger Goodell. Although I did hear an episode where you guys gave him like the humanitarian of the week. Fucking Sam gave him that, which was just amazing to me. I'm like, are you That's kidding all me? Opposite. Well, dude. Sam, Sam's a like a black guy sticking up for Trump. It's no, no, Roger for, Goodell, you dumb no, Roger shit. Goodell, <laughs> which is pretty much the same person. Though. Yeah, it is the same thing. I thought I thought we were all unanimous on that. Well, I hope Sam listens to this and hears me say. Sam does not listen to our shit. Oh, fuck yeah, you, fuck Sam. You, Sam. Fuck you. <laughs> Piece of JJ, shit. come on, fuck you, Sam. Let me get one. Get one. GQ, man. Ah, oh, come on. Yeah. You've been talking to Dale too much. What a dick. Anyways, so in other news, JJ is being a pussy. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right, let's talk about the NBA landscape. Um, you know, there's a lot of changes this summer. A lot of divisions changed dramatically. So I'm curious, what do you guys think is going to be the weakest division in the NBA this year? And, you know, concurrently, what's going to be the strongest division? Like, look at, look at the divisions. 
think about the teams. Think about the moves that were just made. Who scares you? What division, if your team was in, you'd be like, oh, fuck. But, you know, subsequently. I'm saying, oh, fuck right now. So there's my top, <laughs> yeah. there's my top division. Yeah, that's tough. You got a tough-ass division I'm right now. We, it, we would... Every move that happened in the offseason affected my team. So yeah, but you guys, much. you guys had a really good team last year. I mean, what could possibly affect that? <laughs> maybe Minnesota swapping one and five with Utah, maybe. Or how about them team. losing their best player? That's what I was trying to get. At. I was trying to yeah. uh, you know, stab them in the heart we, a little we bit. We replaced our depth. We still got our depth. Hey, speaking of Europe, you still got Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced, right? Yeah, well, we're, we're gonna get. It's actually, it's actually French for. Um, for yogurt. yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stifle Tower. Fun facts, you learn something every day. <laughs> the sti- yeah, the Stifle Tower. It's like Snavel. Well, we're trying to go three Aussies. We're, we're going to tr- try to pick up Andrew Bogut at age 38. So. Nah, 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 nah. I want Andrew Bogut. Like, yeah, definitely. Or, definitely. On you, the Celtics? No, nah, I think I can handle it. The Northwest Conference is, uh, excuse me, Northwest Division is definitely the division to look at because the possibly lowest team in that division. Last year was Minnesota. That's not going to be the case this year. Portland. Maybe Portland. It's definitely going to be Portland. Maybe Portland. You got Denver in there too, but those were 40 those were 40 win teams last year. That's got to be the toughest division, top to bottom. Denver lost Gallup, but they pick up Paul Millsap. They still have Gary Harris and those young guards over there in Denver. Yes, sir. They actually scare the hell out of me. Jamal Murray. I, OKC, I think, is really overrated, and this is why, because I'm not – you obviously know how I feel about PG-13, but they – to win the division, you have to have No, remind, remind us. How do you feel about PG-13? Tell the me. Gatorade commercial. That's the only game where he ever hit, for God's sakes. Patrick Patterson is the best <laughs> defender in the league. Westbrook's the MVP. But who else? Where's Ennis Cantor? He's, he's what? 0 for 13 in game winners? 0 for yeah. 13. I don't think he's ever hit it inside this commercial. Yeah, but it was a great commercial. And it was, see the cinematography? And it took 13 takes. Yo, they ran a 90s song. He drank though. the like, motherfucking yeah. shit out of that guy. It was a banging 90s Nas, song. Yeah. Nas that was, was good about one. that. Life. Well, that his nickname's PG-13. I want a serious movie. I want rated R. <laughs> JJ wants to see some titties. I do want to see some titties. You see some titties. <laughs> Paul George. All right, so what's the weakest then? Cleveland. It's not even close. Cleveland's division is a garbage. Central? Yeah, they're Let's pretty bad. Man. Have Milwaukee. you seen the you Southeast? Got, you got Cleveland, you Milwaukee, me? Indiana, well, Chicago, Milwaukee, Detroit. Milwaukee's the only serious thing. You look oh. Indiana, Chicago, Detroit, trash. Have you seen? <laughs> All right. So the Southeast Division, we got Miami. That's Washington. Miami. You got Washington. They're fake. Washington. Orlando. Washington's fake. Washington's, legit. Washington's not fake. They're Washington's fake. Not no legit. They're fake. They almost oh, man. beat You're the Celtics not, in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and then the Celtics got a perennial seven. all-star. Washington picked up the T-Rex. No. The they got Kelly Olenek. Yeah, but that's awful. The T-Rex? No. I never heard that. Who's Atlanta got anymore? That was Miami, actually. Like nobody. Atlanta had Dwight Howard. Atlanta signed so they Luke Babbitt today. Ass. Luke Babbitt. Luke Babbitt. Ooh, wow. Didn't he go to, like, fucking Notre Dame? Was it Notre Dame or Wake Forest? I don't know where he went. I don't know. He he, he's just like a white he Irish like, guy. I feel like he went to Notre Dame. He went to college. So we he got did that. go to college. Breaking news. It was neither, <laughs> neither <laughs> Notre Dame or Wake Forest. Well, it doesn't <laughs> matter. He looks like he went to Notre Dame because he's a pale-skinned little bitch. So Morris, he doesn't matter. Just Charlotte. For days. Charlotte. I don't even know what to say about Charlotte. They got Kemba Walker, who is, you know, pretty cool in college. They got Dwight Howard, who we've already established as a bitch. Yeah, he sucks. Oh, they got um Michael K. Gilchrist. Remember that time he hit a shot? <laughs> no. Me neither. Listen, he's oh. a very good defender. That's it. 
And Orlando, they got Aaron Aflalo 14 years after his prime, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, they Those traded their best player for like by the way, 14 uh, cents Babbitt on the dollar. went to the Univas, uh, University of Nevada. He went to Nevada? Mm. Nevada. He's probably got a gambling addiction. Fuck him. Trash. Trash. He's trash. What's wrong with a gambling addiction? So, <laughs> you know, I decided to like sweep that one under the rug. I was like, he's like Kyle. But I didn't say he's like Kyle. I didn't say he's pale skin and has a gambling addiction. It's only I let it go. If you can't afford it, to quote my boy <laughs> Charles Barkley. You could honestly make an argument for Golden State's division, too, with Chris Paul leaving. The Clippers still have, they, you know, they picked up Gallo. Clippers are. They have a team that's going to win damn near 70 games this year. Sorry. Not the worst. Sacramento's going to be improved. Well, Cleveland too, the Lakers are going to be improved. Nope. You're wrong. Phoenix, Shut up. I think he's going to be improved, too. I think the Lakers could Dude, What about the, the Atlantic for being the worst? You got terrible Brooklyn. Philadelphia, what if Embiid gets hurt? They're First probably of all, Philadelphia go is going to be no joke. a fucking playoff team. Okay. Possible borderline. Sorry, team. Brooklyn. Toronto. Jeremy Lin said they're going to make the playoffs. And yeah, if he's Jeremy right. Lin's no, if he's right. Doesn't even speak English. If he's right, I'm going to fucking drop kick him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he speaks really good English. Toronto is terrible. New York is terrible. So isn't Brooklyn. Toronto, another perennial top four team. Here's the big thing about Toronto, though. You lose someone like Yeah, no, Demario. Toronto is pretty good, actually. And. Damari Carroll. Yeah, Damari Carroll. Wait, where did he? Where did he go again? Let's remind everybody. Oh, Damari Carroll. Well, he's from Utah in the beginning. Where did he go? Damari Carroll. That is a good question. I wrote that. Pretty. Sure. Did he go to I'm New think, Jersey? I, I mean, the Brooklyn. New Jersey. Yeah, he went to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. So let's look at Brooklyn's starting lineup right now. They have. They're oh, trash. You got Russell, Alan Crabb, Damari Carroll, and then Mozgov. I don't even know who that big is. Mozgov. They have. I mean, their team's trash. Four. Who would be there? They, they won got Jeremy Lin. games last year. They're horrible. They're going to be a 32-game But so I they'll think, be in New York. No, there's nobody in the league this year that's going to bottom out, though. Every team is going to win like 20 to 25 games. I don't think that so. That sucks. Maybe, yes. the pa- maybe the Pacers. The Pacers really... They'll be fine. They got Miles Turner. He's going to nah. step up this year. He is really good. Yeah. But they lost. They did lose... You're uh, talking about super teams that are getting developed across the league. You got... Exactly. You know what happens when that happens? Teams get obliterated by them. No, you have a high. It's not like the economics. Dude. You're not going to have like this like 1% and then everybody's like fucking poor as shit. But all the mediocre players are going to the same teams because they want their money. Yeah. So you're going to have a bunch of mediocre teams. That's how it works. Is I think the person in this, am I the only person who thinks the Spurs are actually really going to drop off? You're probably wrong about that because Greg Popovich is the Bill Belichick of the NBA. If they get, if they Let's not all, forget that. If they lose Aldridge... How are they going to lose Aldridge? Because they just want to be there. It yeah, but matter. He, yeah, he's still in contract. Doesn't matter. They yeah, trade him. just want to be there. He doesn't have a fucking choice. He's a bum. He's a bitch. He doesn't have any trade value either. Bum. I fucking hate Aldridge. He's just hope, so soft. He's I'll softer than a grape. Softer than a baby shit. It's baby shit Ooh. and a grape. Ooh. <laughs> a baby ate a grape and then shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit that grape out. <laughs> All right, let's go the opposite way. What's the strongest division? Because we just talked about like every division as being weak. So, I mean, Awkward. you know what we left out, though? Weak divisions? The Southwest. Because they're not a weak division. That's why uh, we left them no, out. I Thanks, think the Northwest Kyle. has to be Call there. me Segway. All right. So, we got Northwest. We got Southwest. Which airline do you choose? I think Southwest, man. Houston got a ton better. Memphis was, Memphis was decent. They're probably going to fall off. New Orleans will probably come up a little bit. Dallas will probably... Stayed about They're gonna the same. come out. Maybe Orleans, a little bit. They signed Holiday back, right? Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. So you still for an they absurd. Gotta, if they figure out how to use and those they got picks, Rondo, and so. they have Boogie Cousins. 
Yeah, and they have Rondo, too, you said, right? Yeah, they got Rondo. And they have Boogie Cousins. I mean, nobody, I don't think any anybody thinks it's going to work, but it could potentially work. Hey, listen, just say, what, say, you say what you want about Rondo. Boston Celtics fans know they would not have made it out of that first round if he didn't get hurt. Rondo's scary in the playoffs. I disagree. Put him on national TV and let him do his thing. He's scary. And they would have made it out of the first round just barely instead of. No, he would have won seven. Absolutely. It would have been close. It would have been close. No, but it's it's still Northwest. I agree with you, Jay. It's still Northwest. That Southwest division still is no joke, though, because Memphis is also well coached. But they did, you know, Zach Randolph's over the hill, though, but. And they they still haven't resigned uh, Jermichael Green, so that's true. That's true. True story. But yeah, Northwest. I mean, you look at Oklahoma City, who, contrary to what JJ believes, PG thirteen still got the MVP with his lack of titties and the MVP. The first person since Oscar fucking Robinson to average a triple double. It's scary. That's scary. Stephen Adams is. I, I think. That, man. Why you love Australians? You're, You're just Australian. talking to them. That's hey, exa- mate, you, you would love him about? on your team. No, Stephen. You would oh, love God. him. On he's your typical. He's like your Derek he's Jeter trouble. type. Like you fucking hate him until he plays for you. Look, I tell you right now, it's definitely the North. Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> the Northwest Division <laughs> is definitely the toughest in the league, though. I mean, even we lose Gordon Haywood, but we replace him with Ricky Rubio, Tavo Cephalosha, and Jarenko. So there's no way that the Northwest eh. is the toughest. No, it's gotta be. No, it's the Southwest. It's gotta yeah. be. Southwest destroys that division. New England Patriots, NBA. Yeah, Dallas with Rick Carlisle, who's like. Minnesota just grabbed Jimmy Butler. <laughs> so let me let me just read the free agents that went to the Northwest Division. We have Ricky Rubio went there. He was uh, Patrick, already there. Uh, PG thirteen went there. Paul Millsap went there. Jimmy Butler went there. Jeff Teague went there. And that's it. That's, that's ready. No, no, no. Top ten free agency. Here's right? my rebuttal. European gay. <laughs> 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 And that's just the Utah Worthless. Jazz. <laughs> that was just that's just the Jazz. Damn, we keep hating. Um, wait, wasn't Jimmy Butler second? Who was second? No, Paul Millsap went to the Nuggets. Oh yeah, gay. They lost. They lose Gallo. But. Jimmy Butler, bitch. He wouldn't answer our phone call. Yeah, he. Yeah, just the. And uh, who was number four? Uh, Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. Teague. Yeah. Remember the time he had a three? Oh yeah. Never. <laughs> no. No, me neither. You know what's cool about Jeff Teague? Nothing. Nothing. He has a silent U in his name, and I appreciate that. <laughs> he doesn't even say it phonetically. Good thing for that, then. Yeah. Jeff Tigui. He's got, <laughs> he's got that Kevin Martin jump shot. And, except he doesn't hit it. Kevin yeah. Martin was an immaculate it's shooter. crazy, though, because the, the worst team in that division was Minnesota, and they they won 31 games. Crazy, and Portland and still they, has Dane. And they grab somebody like Jeff Teague, who's, who's going to be a, an upgrade on the point, still, point guard position because he's, he's an offensive player, and then you have... Jimmy Butler, like, it to me, it's, that's got it. That's a no-brainer. It's not. And they bust. throw a guy like, not to like go with your point, because fuck you guys, I yeah. still disagree. Yeah, me too. But then they get a guy like Jamal Crawford too. Yes, Jamal Crawford's yeah. like eighty, dude. And it he doesn't matter. Still, still tears at the fuck up. Like, when yeah, the, for no, like one, 10 no one's talking one about one of the Denver best ball planters of, of all time. Right. Denver's probably the deepest team in that division. No, 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 let me let me rebuke though. So let's look at the, the Southwest. Yeah, yeah, San Antonio. Like I said, New England Patriots South. Greg Popovich is a master. They lost Simmons. You know why they lost Simmons? Because he chose to lose Simmons. It's like when, you know, Belichick loses, like, freaking anybody. Chandler Chandler Jones Jones or Rodney Harrison or whatever. Exactly. You got Houston, who just picked up probably perennially the best point guard in the NBA for the past 10 years. Sorry. I don't care what you say. Yeah. They're going to be better somehow. 
because he chose to go there. That was his choice to go there. And New Orleans it's got top better heavy, too. Though. It's top heavy, though. It's top-heavy. No, because New Orleans Yo, is going to be pushing the playoffs as long as Anthony Davis doesn't New shred Orleans a shoulder got that, or something. New Orleans got DeMarcus Cousin at the trade deadline. They didn't do shit with him. Like, they lost with him. It was it was amazing. They they lost, actually. They actually lost more with DeMarcus Cousins. If he, guaranteed, it's, if it's it's going to be scary if it ever works out. But I don't know if it's working out. Yeah, it's probably not going to work out. But. Yeah, I don't know, man. And Memphis, I think, is hit or miss. I think they can be a borderline playoff team because they still got Marcus Hall. They still They're got Mike Conley. They, if Chandler Parsons, the ultimate potential guy, stays healthy. He's a bum. He is. He's soft He's as fuck. fucking Bum, he signed oh, he's, he's in the DMs of fucking Instagram models. That's all he is. I know, but if he stays healthy, he's a good player, though. But they lose out on their heart and soul. They lose out on, on Tony Allen. We just spoke about him. We do, they lose out on, on Zach Randolph. The grindhouse is no longer the grindhouse anymore. No, well, the, one, the, one, the one way I agree with you, Craig, on the Southwest Division is that the three, best, arguably the three best coaches in the NBA are in, in one division. No. So, uh, Brad Stevens not there. Are you talking about Mike D'Antoni? Brad Stevens I'll not put there. Put Mike D'Antoni there, absolutely. Oh, never mind. Top five. Never right. mind. No, I listen, disagree. Northwest, it is. Yeah, his and points. His points out of out of the. And it's two of the best, probably top four teams in the NBA. In that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not true. True. All right, let's uh let's move on one more time. If you could prevent any injury in NBA history, we each get one person and just an injury. We'll get to people that croaked later. I mean, that passed away later. Whose injury do you think made the biggest difference in NBA history? I want to start with uh, JJ because we talk over him because he's so nice. Yeah. JJ, who? If you're going to start with an injury, I guess you got to go Greg Oden, right? I guess you do. Yeah. Well, you go with Portland again, Brendan Roy. Why? How did, that, how did Greg Oden's injury change the landscape of the NBA, though? Because he was the number one overall pick, and if they knew that going in, you know, Durant was second, so... But Brandon Roy, you talk about a franchise like that. That all works out. The Blazers are a dynasty. That's that's why those those two injuries it changed the West. The West, like the Northwest, the Northwest <laughs> division, the best division in basketball. <laughs> all right, so you're talking about Blazers, right? Yep. I'm gonna go Bill Walton. Ooh, Bill okay. Walton, right? If if you look at him, he he had injury issues coming out of college, right? Absolutely, UCLA and. He was an NBA champion, even though he had injury injury issues, and then he went to the Celtics. He became a six man, and he had injury issues there too, which is funny because you'd think that like with as much weed as he smoked, he'd probably have some pain tolerance there. Well, he also had he went through. He was a what seventy six NBA champion. Uh yes, the he was the NBA champion in, in 90, uh, 1997. Uh, excuse me, 1977. 77, that's what yeah. he was the MVP that year. I think he played like what 50 something games that year. He, it was one of it was one of his best years and he was one of the greatest college players to ever play uh the game. Four championships in a row. Um, right? yeah. As a rookie, as a rookie, his first 35 uh no was it uh his first seven contests actually. He averaged 16 points per game, 19 rebounds and four four assists and four blocks. Amazing. Imagine if, if he didn't have the chronic foot issues and Absolutely. chronic back issues. Think about what he could have became. Probably the best ball-passing big man of all time. Yeah, he, could have, he could have been one in the same conversation as one of the best bigs of all time. Absolutely. Yep. Kyle, you want to take this? You want me to yeah, go with I'm, it? I'm going to go next. I'm going to pick an obvious one. I'm going to say Grant Hill because I like it. back in the day, I'm sorry if I sold you a guy, Craig. Um, Not even close. 
Shaquille O'Neal, Grant Hill, man, it's you potentially could have had a Kobe Shaq scenario where they got multiple championships. Shaquille O'Neal and Grant Hill. Yeah, he got hurt before. You thinking Penny Hardaway? Bro. Penny yep. Hardaway, yeah. I am thinking Penny Hardaway. You could actually yeah. like, so so piggybacking off of that. Piggybacking off of that, Grant Hill though almost averaged a triple double his yes, third sir. year in the league. He signed with the Magic the year after he hurt his ankle. Him and Tracy McGrady would have teamed up, and Ben and T Mac also had together. a tough, had a lot of tough injuries. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean Grant Hill. Grant Hill was LeBron before LeBron. They they talk yes, about sir. Grant Hill being the next Jordan. There's people that talk about Grant Hill just he was like Magic actually being the yeah, next generation. Magic. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He really was. You remember that dunk? You guys ever see that dunk in the Final Four game where they threw him an alley-oop and the guy, I can't remember who threw the alley-oop, but he was like, I thought that thing was sailing out of bounds. He reached behind the backboard, took it, and somehow fucking alley-ooped that. What about the greatest shot in college basketball history? Christian Leitner? When he threw it to Christian (laughs) Leitner. He threw it to Christian Leitner. He threw that pass. That was a great pass. Yeah. Not a bad one. See, I'm going to go a little more recent with it and uh, talk about Derrick Rose. MVP at 23 years old, leading a team that could have challenged LeBron for the next five years. That team was pretty stacked. Nobody talks about how like much talent that team had. They had a great coach, great talent. They were a really, really good team. And all of a sudden, you know, this guy blows out his knee. He loses his explosiveness. He was never really a shooter. And now he's got to reinvent his career, which last year I think he did a really decent job at doing. But... I mean, he's getting there, slowly but surely. One of the only MVPs that might not make the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Unbelievable. He probably Crazy. will just because of that MVP. But, all right, let's finish, let's finish this up with a bang. So, we got a, uh, we got a new segment called the uh, Shit Talk Shot Clock, where we're going to spend 24 seconds just running our mouths about pretty much anybody basketball involved. I'm going to warn you guys, might get a little dirty, might get a little <laughs> offensive, but... It's, um, you know, basketball pisses a lot of people off. If you're a fan of the sport, you get a little bit passionate about it. So I think we should go for it. Do I have any volunteers to go first? I'll go first. You go, yeah. You want me to go Jay, first? Jay, Jay wants to go first. Tell me when you're ready. I'm going to start the clock. All right, I'm good to go. Go. All right, so my person I'm going to talk some shit about is Ty Lawson. This guy, he played for the University of North Carolina. He was a premier point guard coming out of the league, uh, coming out of college. This guy just literally drank himself out of the league. He went from uh, Denver. He was uh, almost all star. He was right on the cusp of being an all star. He was supposed to be Jeff Teague before Jeff Teague, and then he didn't. He just drank himself out of the league. Now he's signed with China. All right. All right. I'm gonna that go was next. that was dedicated to Ty Lawson. Go fuck yourself, Kyle. I'm gonna go with LeBron James because I fucking hate his guts. Only plays harder against the Celtics, I feel like. <laughs> Puts up fucking like almost 60 points against us in a pivotal game in game six. Doesn't fucking take the ball to the hoop like he should. He wants to prance around on the freaking three-point line, throw passes. Plays so like super soft, like softer than baby shit like we talked earlier. I just, I hate his guts. He has a, a gigantic ego. He sucks. JJ? <laughs> Not going out of player. I'm going out of market. Go for New it. New York basketball. It's 2017, oh, fellas, and we got to go back to 2001, 2002, 2003 to talk Nets, and they were in New Jersey, and the Knicks being good. These two franchises are a joke. 
They're the, one of the top rockets in the NBA. The league will turn around if any of them get it going. But Russell, Crab, Carroll, and Mozgov ain't a starting five. And I don't even know the Knicks starting five, and neither do they. Dolan, gig it up. <laughs> Damn, you guys are way nicer than me. Hey, Magic Johnson, go fuck yourself. I fucking hate you for hitting that hook shot. I fucking hate you for kissing Isaiah Thomas on the lips. I fucking hate you for just having that stupid smile on your face all the time. I hate you for go- taking over the hood and making a bunch of fucking movie theaters. You know what I really hate you for? Get rid of D'Angelo Russell because he ousted somebody cheating on his wife. Maybe if you didn't do that so much, you wouldn't have fucking AIDS. Fuck you, Magic. <laughs> my oh, my. <laughs> wow. Jesus destroyed. Christ. There is probably not to a topic after that. Wow. This, this 24 shit, shit talk shot clock is amazing. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know where that came from. The heart. But seriously, though, deep, magic, bro. like, fuck you. Um, all right, next episode, we're going to start getting into a little bit of uh, season, season previews. I don't know what conference we're starting with, but or division, but, you know, we'll let you know. When you listen in, which you fucking better do. Again, we are brought to you guys by Tucker Punch Productions, their number two podcast, Tuck and Run, all football all the time. They actually do a pretty decent job sometimes when they're not talking shit about us. So uh, tune in and you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Craig Master Flex. You can find Jay at Point God G O D 34. Find Kyle at Bob E A underscore Jones 34. You can find JJ eventually. And follow us at The Flagrant Fans. (laughs) Thanks for listening.